Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny, we roll along on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Fun first hour went a lot of different places, and we have just as much planned here, including another sneaky Hembo trivia, which is rapidly becoming the most popular part of our show. In fact, if you like sneaky Hembo trivia, in our upcoming book, which we announced yesterday, Got Your Answers, Hembo did 100 sneaky questions. So there are 100 answers. Basically what the book is, and it's available for pre-order now, it's called Got Your Answers. We took the 100 biggest sports debates, and we gave you the definitive answers. Most of them are lists, so it's not just the number one this, that, or the other. It's the top 10 overall number one picks in history, not just in any sport, but all the sports combined and any number of other lists. And with each one, you will get a sneaky Hembo trivia that you can have some fun trying to guess yourself and then stumping your friends. You know what I just thought about? What? There is a a ranking that we did that involves dynasties in sports, and the Chiefs might have something to say about that. The Chiefs could win on Sunday and have something to say about that list. So dynasty is an interesting question. We, We do rank the top 10 dynasties in sports history, in American sports history. Um, in the book, I don't. I don't think we have the Chiefs in there at all. Right now, we don't. No, we don't. And 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 so look, there are, there are some things when you do a book. For anyone who's not aware, you, you put the book to bed usually close to a year before it winds up being in the hands of anyone else reading it. So our first book got your number, which I which was a, is the reason we have another book because you all went out and bought it, and we so appreciate your support as always. There were things that we would have changed. If we had written the book a year later, no doubt, certainly Patrick Mahomes would be number 15. Now, the first book is we assign numbers. There's there'd be no debate. We wouldn't even think about it. Patrick Mahomes at 15 would be as obvious as Tom Brady at 12 and Michael Jordan at 23. The, The problem was at the time we wrote it, we were coming off of Mahomes having just lost to Burrow. The conversation being is Burrow about to supplant him as the best quarterback in the sport. And from that minute on, from the moment we press send (laughs) to Disney and they published the book at Hyperion, Patrick Mahomes not only reestablished, but further established himself as not just the best quarterback of his time, but the best quarterback of any time. So clearly we would change that. You bring up an interesting question. Bubba, is Kansas City a dynasty right now? Do they have to win Sunday to be one? Are they a dynasty if they make the Super Bowl and lose? How, what, how are you, in the modern era, in 2024, how do we define a dynasty? Yeah, I'm considering them a dynasty. I think, and I'm looking at the modern era differently in the past. I don't think you do have to just just exclusively win um, because I think it's it's so different now with teams constantly you know changing and free agency and different things like that. So I I think with with the Mahomes like we talked about last week, the most impressive thing he does is is the six AFC championship games. I think just that alone is making them the dynasty because they are they are there in the most important games every year, whether it's the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. And and if they're certainly going to win this game, I think it even, even cements it more. But to me, the dynasties are the teams that year in, year out, are the teams that you are trying to beat. And whether it's you know the Patriots or the Bulls or whatever team you're thinking of, yes, they also won. But it, it also, to me, it means they're the team that you are striving to beat. And right, right now, every year, that's the Chiefs. But isn't there... A minimum threshold of championships you have to add to that. So I agree with what you're saying. I don't think losing in a Super Bowl diminishes or, or, or removes you in the run. What I am saying, though, is I think the magic number for a dynasty is three. Three. 
There are so many teams in sports history that either consecutively or close to it have won two championships. I think three is the number. But I mean, if if let's just say they only win two and they and Mahomes makes it to like ten straight mm. AFC championship games. Come back to me on ten straight. But I, I think until I think that at this moment, if they don't win Sunday, then I do not think at this moment they are a dynasty. They will have had six incredible years. They will have made four Super Bowls and won two championships in that time. It's a magnificent run, but I'm not ready to put it with the Cowboys of the 90s, the Niners of the 80s, the Steelers of the 70s, the Packers of the 60s. Well, I mean, Those who, are the who football would, rivalries. I feel like you, ha- you have, me, to, you have to pick one of the time. So who would you say is the time right now? No one. There isn't a dynasty at all times. There's a best team. They're the model franchise, but I do not believe they are a dynasty. I do not think they go down with the dynastic franchises in sports history. The basket, all each sport has a little different yeah. definition of dynasty mm-hmm. because football is the hardest one to win because of the zero sum game of the salary cap and injury and any number of other reasons. So I think you have to accomplish the least to be a dynasty in football relative to hockey, basketball, or baseball. But I still, so who are the dynasties? The Yankees have had like three, the Yankees of the 20s, the 30s, the 50s, and the late 90s. Yeah, right? the, the, yes, the Casey Stengel Yankees and I think the, and the Joe Torre Yankees are the two, the top two of those. Okay, but I the think. 20s have to also, but the Miller Huggins, the Babe Ruth Lou Gehrig Yankees have to be a dynasty, don't they? They lost a bunch of World Series, though. But how many did they win? They only won three, I think. Okay, but as I just said, I think three is a magic okay, number. So, okay, three is a magic number for you. Do you consider the three plus, you know, many other years of being right there? Because what's after the plus is critically important because I don't consider the San Francisco Giants from having won in 2010, 12, and 14 to be a dynasty, but that's three in a five-year span, which is exactly what happened what in the other cheap. two years. They missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs in both of those years. Yeah, so baseball missing the playoffs is not the same thing as missing the playoffs in other sports right? because fewer teams, at least up until recently, fewer teams got there. But I think it's more an art than a science because winning three in a five-year span, I think, by most people's standards would count as a dynasty. But they were not nearly good enough before, after, or even during that in their down years. I think Bubba's right. The three in a short period of time is, I think, the starting point. But what makes the Chiefs so impressive, it's, it's reaching the final four in six straight years. I agree with With that. the same coaching quarterback. I agree with it. All I'm saying is I think they need one more. Like, I think they need to win the championship. I do, too. I, I think they have to, I think, a third one. Because, again, you could go back over the course of history. I mean, in, in, in a, in a six-year span, a lot of teams have won two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I think the Eli and, Mc, and Coughlin Giants won two in a six-year span. But they weren't going to the championship game right. and Super understood. Bowl every yeah, year understood. in between that. I, I get it. I, I, but, I mean, I'm, so basically are we saying it needs to be three and you can't miss the playoffs? Is that what you need, It needs to be three and you can't. Well, first of all, it's almost impossible to win three in a span this short. Yeah. I mean, very few teams in history have done it. The Giants, if, if, if the San Francisco Giants, if you're telling me they don't qualify, it's, you're telling me it's because they were so bad. They fell off so substantially in the years they didn't win that that discounts them. I'm not disagreeing with what Bubba said. I'm just saying I don't think two in a six-year span, no matter how good you otherwise were, makes you a dynasty. Because, I mean, look at... Well, that's why Football I think you wouldn't defined. put the Giants in there because I think it's it's what happens. It's more subje- It's not just you're not just saying it's a specific number. Oh, once you get to three, because yeah, you wouldn't say the Giants were dominant during that time. But I think everyone would agree that the Chiefs have been dominant during this time. But three is the ante, I guess. What I'm trying to say, like if you want to get at, if you want to sit at the table, 
You have to have three rings to put in the center because here are the football dynasties in the history. How of many the do you sport. think there are? I have I have written down seven, not including the Chiefs. But do you think? No, I. You think there are a few? How than far seven? back are you going? Uh, back to the forties. Okay, so if you're going to include that, then okay, fine. I can th- There's I'll- the Cleveland Browns. You don't have to tell me who they are. I know who they are. There's the Cleveland Browns, the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, and the New England Patriots. There's six. Well, the New England Patriots is an interesting one because you and I feel that they may have had they have two, two, separate, two separate dynasties. dynasties. That's fine. But, but for the purposes of this conversation, I think we have to include them. Sure. So when you say there were seven, you were using them twice? Yes, I was using them. Okay, twice. including them twice. So that so so, can you put the Chiefs? Are you willing to put the Chiefs in, in, in at that at that table with those teams? They got to win one more. I, I'm I, with so you. you're saying the same thing I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I feel like you've been arguing with me just because you've been ca- cranky today, and because Cam has been cranky today, and because Bubba's been cranky. How today. am I cranky? I'm in yeah, a very good mood. I? I think I'm the only one that's cranky. Well, you I don't are think I'm definitively cranky. cranky, but we're just yelling at each other, and we agree. <laughs> yeah, that's, exa- that's the problem here. You guys we've been do spending that a lot. too much time together. I think Kembo and I have been spending. You know what? We have with this book. We have another one that we're working on. That we we have been spending too much time. But together. you have been regular. Okay. You have been regular. <laughs> God. That's we... when you know you've been spending too much time together. Hembo literally knows when I have to go to the bathroom. That it's is just so awful. disturbing. We will meet every morning, and he will say to me, well, we can't do it right now because you're going to need to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And the thing that is just the worst is that he's right. And you refuse to do it in the adjacent stall. I will stand there incredibly uncomfortable <laughs> and just sort of hold it in just to try and prove him wrong. Hembo? I can I can work here for another five minutes. Yeah, I can always tell. You can I always be, tell when you're pinching. I'll be uncomfortable. Why did you say that? Yeah, I know. I, that's a really you have a horrible way about you. <laughs> you don't realize it, but it's just that's a terrible way to say that. Like I was saying it in a nice way. Yeah, you're saying it in a terrible. way. I mean, I, I like being direct. No, I know that. There's no and obvious reason not to. Most be. people, yeah, there's any number of obvious reasons, like like living within a society. So yesterday, I said. That, that the idea of Cam sending us dirty messages, not dirty, angry messages, let me <laughs> be clear. Excuse me. Whoa, whoa. My mother is listening. What's going on you know, in the group chat? I don't mean that it was, I don't mean that it was a, a dirty. I mean, like, you know what I'm talking about, like critical messages, mm. right? Like, if you want me to say nasty thing, nasty is the word Nasty's I was looking fine. For. I don't dirty care. Dirty messages. So, so he sent us a nasty message that Hembo was misspeaking on some comparatively insignificant point at a moment when we were not on the air and, and we were concerned. And I said, this is sort of like if our restaurant is being robbed, being held up at gunpoint, you telling me that we the soup is too salty. To which I then... Hembo said, should I swear? Should I curse on the air? And I said, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's like the restaurant is being held up. So you're asking if you should pee in the consomme. Right. I said that. Then later in the conversation, so, so that's a perfectly nice thing to say. You could say that to your grandmother. I could. And she'd be perfectly comfortable with it. She would. You could say it to your infant daughters and no one would be upset about it. You then, in trying to Say it back to me. Said this: Should I nah, pee in the consomme? I am cool. No, you should never do that. That's what a cool under- guy would do, bro. No, I'm telling you right now, no cool guy would ever do that. No cool guy would ever pee in the consomme. Anyway, clean up the language. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, the bleep really we- made it sound like he said something else. Yeah, it did, and that's not fair. We had a we had a bleep you. That's how bad it was. It was still number one for the record, <laughs> right? But, but it was a bad word for it. That's a word you should not use on the air, you doofus. 
I've been listening to a lot of McAfee. So now I'm. <laughs> that's right. See, see, he's changing the rules. That is true about our guy. I mean, McAfee is changing the rules. So I don't know. Maybe you could say that if you want to. I'm not going to, but you can. Um, why is that funny? Calling up my coworkers. Look, this is the world we live in now. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just abiding by the rules here. I, I'm not comfortable with any of this. <laughs> Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. I did curse on McAfee. I did McAfee. So oh, what, yeah, that was It's ridiculous. a true story. McAfee is interviewing Aaron, and it was the first time Aaron said he was going to come back and play last year. And so I text McAfee a couple of words. One of them is one that you would not say on the air. Um, the first one is let's, and the third one is go. Mm. <laughs> and there was another one in the middle. And McAfee calls me. I literally text him this. Next thing I know, his show, those guys, they call me. And they're like, Greeny, you have to say on the air what you just said. And I was like, I'm not going to say it on the air. I don't curse on the air ever. And they goaded me into it. And I felt like, you know, I don't want to be a, a party pooper. Like, I want to be a, you know, I want to be part of the fun here, if that's what we're doing. Went in Rome. So I went in Rome. Went on McAfee. <laughs> so I did. You so know I, what's even better about yeah. that? Obviously, that was in their last hour where they can say any curse word, not right. just some curse words. But that was a college game day Friday. So you were in front of, like, a crowd of people when yeah. you said that. They all screamed. So they all erupted in applause, and you got a great pop out of the crowd. So well done. And, I, and, and McAfee said, and I quote, Mr. Rogers just swore on television. <laughs> was that your first time? That's what it, Yes. I, I mean, I'd like to think it's the only time. It'll be the last time you ever swear on TV. Uh, absolutely. Hembo's just getting started. Yeah. Um, Hembo, Hembo his, his dream, I thought he was, uh, uh, aspired to someday be me. Now I realize you, you aspire to someday be Mackin. All right. Twice a day, every day, super week, sneaky Hembo trivia, go. Uh, group trivia. There are three head coaches that have multiple Super Bowl wins as an underdog. You're going to give me all three. Answer next, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, 
legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. In 30 seconds, group trivia that we think we have the answer. At least I'm very confident we're two-thirds of the way to the answer. We'll see how we do. These 30 seconds for Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop on by. Okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Himbo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Himbo go. There are three head coaches that have won multiple Super Bowls as an underdog. You're going to give me all three. You're going to give me all three. Let the record show that during the break, Brandon and Jack were sitting here brainstorming, misunderstanding the question again, just naming coaches who had won one Super Bowl as an underdog. (laughs) Like, they didn't hear the multiple part. I love as, though, as though That's 54 the... of the 57 previous Super Bowls had been won <laughs> by the favorite. That's the second time Brandon has misheard the question yeah. today. He wasn't in the room when the question was asked. He was on heads. So I think he just heard it from Jack. And Jack, once again, not, not the sharpest cheese in the in the. In so the did fridge. they end up giving an official guess, or where are we at with them? I, I, no, I, I mean, we never know, put them in the group's rankings. No, I, I, th- I think we'll just give <laughs> them credit. usually Brandon gets in there for the group. I haven't been counting him the scores for that. So, so Cam okay. and I have been going back and forth. Bubba, you've been somewhat noticeably absent from our back and forth here. What you mm-hmm. gave us the first uh, one. That's not, I, I said Coughlin. I okay. said Gibbs. What are you talking so, about? Hey, Coughlin has to be one of them, right? There's no question Coughlin is one Let's you put that it forth in? as yeah, an official answer. Tom Coughlin is correct. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Both of them against, <laughs> against the Patriots. He has to have been an right. underdog. We're pretty confident. I'm not locking it in yet, but Cam... I'm, we're pretty confident Belichick is one because he certainly was a heavy underdog in the first one when they lost to the Rams. And then he won so many more. The law of averages suggests he should have been an underdog in at least one of them. And I think the one against Seattle, when the Seahawks were the defending champs, that feels like a good one. He might have even been an underdog against the Rams that year when they played against Goff and company. I think that's a good bet. Do we feel good about it? Are we ready to lock that it's in? Tough, yeah, it's, it is tough to put Belichick as a multi-time underdog in these games, but he had to have been at some point since he won so many, so lock I liked it. it. I think that's it. We're going with Bill Belichick. Oh, uh, that is incorrect. Oh! <laughs> Dang it! Uh, he has one such win. Oh, my god! Just gosh. the first one. Just the first one. We were, we were then, we were, to- we, well, we were torn between Tom Flores and Andy Reid. Are the other two Tom Flores and Andy Reid? One of them is Tom Flores. <laughs> Dang it. And Bubba, who do you think the third one is? Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs. Uh, we oh, did talk about on. him. We did, we uh, sorry I wasn't him. part of your group, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we need some show therapy. That's very frustrating. We do. I do think our show is in a, in a fairly precarious place. It, it might be helpful, Cam, for you to come down and spend a day. What do you think? Hembo and I were talking about that, with you seeming as cranky as you do. Yeah. <laughs> that perhaps you need to do as Bubba did. Bubba came down, spent a day with us, had fun, stayed in my apartment. And it was fun. I'm not suggesting you should stay in my apartment, but <laughs> <laughs> but you can if you want to. 
and uh, and you could just come and do a day down here in New York. What do you think? Yeah, I've been meaning to. I just uh, I'm trying to line it up with a weekend that I'm I, I I go to the city quite often already. But I'm trying to up, line it up with a weekend where I'm doing that, and then I can stay. Well, why is it that you come Monday? to the city quite often, and we have literally never met in person? Like, how I'm is that possible? Going there on weekends to see friends. I don't need to. You know, I'm what does a typical city weekend to, for Cam look like? I I was just there this past weekend. I went to UConn St. John's. Oh, at nice. MSG on Saturday. Had some uh, dinner and drinks with some friends after that. It was fun. You didn't call? Greeny, if you were doing nothing on a Saturday or doing something on a Saturday, you would you would want to hang out with me? No. but Then why would I contact you? Because, I mean, it would just be nice. Okay. I also live locally, Cam, as you, as you know. Yeah, I did stay in uh, – I do have friends in Jersey City, so I stay with them quite often. Even I don't know worse. how close that is to you. but Well, you could have asked. Incredibly close. Very close. Okay, Jersey well, City, as the crow flies from here, is like a driver away. You I mean, could have made it very easy. Car driver. You, I mean, he was making it worse. He's not just not come down here. He's he's actively avoiding us. You guys yeah. would not hang out with me if I tried to go down and hang out with That's you. That's untrue. I think it, I think it is true. I would like, I, the I, next time I come down to the city and it works out that I can do a show from Seaport, I'd love to come in. But I, I, I see no— Why not tomorrow? Because I'm not coming to the city this weekend. But, this but, is a work trip. It's two hours away, Cam. You know, right. A one-day trip? I'm not asking you to go to Dubai. I'm <laughs> I've just been to the city a lot recently. I don't need to make another trip. He's so cranky. He's aggravated. I'm trying to line it up with a time that I'll already be there. Two birds, one stone. I mean, you could just drive in the morning, do the show, and go home. Yeah, you don't have to do it. It's two hours away. I might just go back and drive and go home. You're more than welcome. Do it, Bubba. Get out of here. Actually, my, my, my wife and my dog are down in Florida right now. My apartment is completely alone. You could both come, and you would each have your own room. Ooh, perfect. Someone needs to run the board here. We'll send Hembo up Can there. Can no one else do that? <laughs> oh, you don't want me running the board. Isn't there some, aren't there like just people who sit on, in that empty chair to your left cam sometimes, sometimes. And, and we never know They're not here they today, are. though. No, but couldn't one of them run the board? No. Do you know what I learned It's very last advanced. Week? By the way, the one day um, I was, I was uh, with Evan. This is insane. Bubba's management. Did you know that Bubba's considered middle management at ESPN? I, I, I thought he was considered little management at ESPN. <laughs> what, 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 what exactly is your title, Bubba? Producer. And that's considered management? Well, he has direct it's, reports. Yeah, it's, it's more so because of my other responsibilities. Such as? Well, I'm in, I'm in charge of our tape room. I'm in charge of our board ops. I do hiring. I do scheduling. Um, let's see what else. Well, one uh, would think that if you do all those things, you would have a different producer, beside, a title besides producer. Yeah, well, one would think that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I just thought Bubba all this time was an ESPN personality. No, Hembo should know that. No, no, I should not know that. I've been a, I was a fan of Mike and Mike before I even worked on the show. You were a character then. You're a character now. Why should I assume that people's careers are in yeah, your Yeah, love hands? it or shove it. Great. Love great it or segment. shove it. Great segment. Cam is basically suggesting that you should know it. He's hearkening back to yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a callback joke. Passive aggressive. I uh, didn't allow that to bother statement. me. Outward, right. Outwardly. I got a couple of things we didn't get to earlier today that I want to. So you want to, yeah, let's do the Shefty. So Shefty is on yesterday. Let's make this in case you missed it, which is right here. In case you missed it. One more time. So Shefty is on with, uh, with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. And they're talking about what I think is, at this moment, aside from the Super Bowl, of course, the biggest story in the sport. And that is the Bears have the first pick. The Commanders have the second the commanders have all of these reasons, all these little, um, you know, circumstantial evidence kind of reasons that suggest that maybe they want to try and get Caleb Williams away from Chicago and maybe Caleb wants to be there and any number of things that we don't know, but just sort of feel like we're putting two and two together. And half the time when you do that, you get five. So 
We don't know yet, and we will find out at some point. But all of that would, of course, involve Justin Fields getting traded away. And as you will hear in this soundbite, those guys are asking Shefty, who knows as much as anyone does about anything, what the Bears might expect to get in return. Listen to this. Do you believe they would get a second-round pick for Justin Fields? Definitely. Definitely. I, definitely. I think, I think they might get a one. Really? I do, yeah. Who may be willing to give up that one if you had to spin the wheel and make it stop somewhere? Well, just look at all the teams that need quarterbacks, put them all on a piece of paper. And, <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you give me a team that needs quarterbacks. Really good. I mean, and really interesting. And, look, in life... Everything in the world is about markets, right? I mean, that's, that's literally how all this stuff gets decided. If only one team wants Justin Fields, or if there is a belief that only one team wants Justin Fields, and the Bears, of course, would never get a first-round pick for him. If you're just looking at the way NFL trades historically are made, nothing about him has suggested he would go for a one. But here's the reality of it. You've got multiple teams out there that need starting quarterbacks. And there are only three surefire bets in this draft, okay? The first three picks in this draft are going to be quarterbacks. That's it. You just looked at me funny. Why? What do you mean by surefire bets? That they're going to be drafted in the top three of this, and people are going to say, this is my quarterback. Let's try and make it work. Got it. I'm not saying they're going to be, they're surefire to be great players. We all know that's a 50-50 shot. What I'm saying is that in some order, the Bears, the Commanders, and the Patriots are going to take a quarterback in this draft. So they don't need one. That, 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 maybe that's a better way I should put it. They're not in the quarterback market. They're going to get their quarterback in this draft. Mm-hmm. There are three other quarterbacks that are round one worthy. And, and if you ask five different draft analysts, you're going to get five different answers on who's good and who's not, which is the best one and which isn't, and all of that. And so I will put them in no particular order. They are J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix, and Bo Nix. Most of the mock drafts I've seen have McCarthy going ahead of the other two. Half the mock drafts I've seen, and again, I look at all of them because I have already, I have long since started studying players. I've done all these guys. I did Bo Nix this week. I've done McCarthy. I actually haven't done Penix yet. But, of course, we all saw him in the championship game. The point I'm making is, if you have, I'm just, just to make this up, where does Pittsburgh draft? Pittsburgh drafts at 20. If you have the 20th pick in this draft, and I give you the option of having Justin Fields or Bo Nix, let the record show, by the way, Bo Nix has been in college for a very long time. I wish him a long, happy, prosperous, successful career. I'm sort of sorry about the way this came out on the air today, but the reality is he's less than a year younger than Justin Fields. Justin Fields just turned 24. Bo Nix will be 24 by the time the season starts. So these, their, their difference in age is pretty insignificant. Right. So if I told you you could either have, forget the money, forget everything else. Would you rather have Justin Fields or Bo Nix as your quarterback next year if you're the Steelers? What's the answer? No economics involved? If there were no economics involved. Justin Fields would be an easy answer to that question. Okay. Easy. So now include the economics. Does it change it? A little bit. Justin Fields is only going to – his cap hit's going to be small this year. It's going to be $6 million, which is very attractive for a win-now team as Pittsburgh is. Then it's the fifth-year option in 2025 – assuming that you pick it up and the opportunity to franchise him or extend him. I'm in on Justin Fields, at least in the right situation, but giving up the 20th pick in the draft 
would it would surprise me. Like I think I don't think Shefty's talking out of his you know what because he never talks out of his you know what. But I would be stunned if a team gave up a first round pick for Justin Fields, given the fact that I don't think enough of them will be interested in him because Kirk Cousins is an available free agent and because Russell Wilson you can effectively get for nothing. So Russell Wilson is the most intriguing one for anyone who's not been following this. Russell Wilson is going to get paid $39 million this year by the Denver Broncos. If slash when he winds up somewhere else, they haven't cut him yet. They will. There's no way in the world anyone is trading for him. If a team trades for him, let's just use Pittsburgh because they're one of the teams we think is in the market for a quarterback. If the Steelers traded for Russell Wilson, then they, the Steelers, would owe Russell Wilson $39 million. If they wait until the Broncos cut him, they can sign him for $1 million or whatever the league minimum is for a player of his um, you know, Service longevity, time. seniority, whatever the term is. They pay him that, and the Broncos pay him the rest. The point is, unless someone's going to give him $40 million, which no one is, Russell Wilson's going to make $39 million next year, and what does he care where it comes from? In fact, he'd much rather it come from his new team than his old team for a variety of obvious reasons. So you can get... Russell Wilson for less money than a first round draft pick is going to cost you. That is a super attractive possibility in a vacuum. I'd rather have Justin Fields than Russell Wilson, but we don't live in a vacuum. Russell Wilson. If you have a a quarterback coach, you really believe in and a system that you think he fits into. Maybe he still has enough magic left in him at that low a number to build a, a championship team around him. I think that Russell Wilson to Pittsburgh makes the most sense, given the kind of offense that Arthur Smith has run, which at least in Tennessee was a lot of under center, heavy play action, which is actually something that Russell Wilson still does pretty well. Can we find another Justin Fields team besides Atlanta? Atlanta? Well, Atlanta so Atlanta the, picks at eight. They're not trading eight for Justin Fields. They do have two seconds, so they could give up 43 and say 79 for Justin Fields, which would make some sense to me. Is that... Is that the kind of deal that you think could or sh- you know should happen? Well, but, but there are any number of other places where, where like, something like this could happen. So w- where do the Raiders pick? The Raiders pick at thirteen. Okay. Would you rather, if you're the Raiders, would you rather have JJ McCarthy or Justin Fields? You know the way that well, you forget ask- the Raiders for Justin Fields. I'm sorry. They just hired Luke Getze as their offensive coordinator. That's not going to happen. Fair enough. Sorry to cut you off. All, all but good. But the, the, another, who the, else needs a quarterback? Let, let, let's do it the other way. Let's reverse engineer this. What teams in the NFL so need a I'm quarterback? I'm going to go from the, from the very back of the draft to the front, and you're just going to say yes or no. Okay? No. Niners. No. Chiefs. No. Ravens. No. Lions. No. Bills. No. Texans. No. Buccaneers. Probably not. Packers. Certainly not. Cowboys. No. Well, see, that's an interesting one. I mean, what's going to wind up happening with Dak? They're not saying goodbye to Dak unless he forces them to. But you've heard me. I've been saying it for weeks now. If I'm Dak Prescott, I want up out of there, and I'm going to force my way out. But realistically, that's unlikely, so let's say no. The Browns. Uh, The Browns are an interesting one. Aren't they? I mean, are they ready to give up on Deshaun? How, how much? How much of that money is left? Let like, me look at that for you. How crippling is that? It's not as bad as you think. I, I looked this up the other the day. The Deshaun Watson trade is going to wind up being one of the worst deals in the history of the NFL. They could do it uh, ever. They could do it. And and the fact that they lost to Houston in the playoffs this year only compounds it. We talk about a lot of bad trades. I'm not sure anything could wind up being worse than that trade was when that city has fallen in love with Joe Flacco for crying out loud. 
it goes to show you how just how woebegone that trade is. So the only way they could pull this off would be if they found a post-June 1st trade. So you'd have to find a team that would want to rehabilitate Deshaun Watson. But it's only going to be an $18 million dead charge this year. Next year, If you did that? If you did that. But that's not going to happen. Next, no next, team is trading for Deshaun Watson after June 1st. Well, then we should cross what him off our list. What happens if you trade him now? If you, oh, if you, I mean, if you trade him now, it's going to be $62 million on your right, books. So it's, almost, it's, almost, it's prohibitive. So can you take a quarterback and just play that guy who will be inexpensive instead of, you could get Russell Wilson. You, could, you probably can't afford Justin Fields probably and not. Deshaun Watson. Probably not. You could take a quarterback in the first round, though. You could. You could. Certainly. You could take J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix. And they could really use a guy like Baker Mayfield, couldn't they? See what happens. They could use Baker. Well, they screwed themselves on that one, too. That's, that, they, they do a lot of bad I'm going to keep ascending the draft or descending the draft order. The Eagles are next. They do not. The Dolphins are next. No. Pittsburgh. We already talked about Pittsburgh. They're in. The Rams. No. Uh, no, I mean... He's old, so I mean, you might want to consider if there's a quarterback you love. Yeah, you might want to take him and let him sit behind Stafford for a year. But they're not or a two. Justin Fields team. Oh, they're not a Justin Fields team. No, no, no. Then we have Cincinnati, which is a no. Right. Jacksonville, which is a no. What about Seattle? That could be a Justin Fields team. That's a really interesting one to me. They have they have uh, Geno Smith and and Drew Locke. Drew Locke. So Geno Smith's contract was very team friendly. So I'm looking at it right now. They could they could trade him. Or release him, for that matter, which they wouldn't have to do because some team would want him for almost nothing. And it's a brand-new head coach. It's, Mike McDonald is their coach, Mike right? McDonald's their coach. Yeah. I, I don't remember if I saw him, um, if he's hired a new OC. I need to double-check that because they did formerly have uh, you know, the guy that's now in Chicago, at least for a time. But that's an interesting team for Justin Fields. A very interesting team for Justin Fields. Kind of like that. Yeah, McDonald's coming from Baltimore. Obviously, they did a great job with, their, with, with Lamar in the run game this year in case there's any carryover whatsoever. That's an interesting spot for Justin Fields, Who too. Who just hired Greg Roman? Greg oh, Roman. Jim hired Greg Roman. So here's the Shefties. The, the point that Shefty made to me is, is less like who might pursue him and more. Maybe the league is higher on Justin Fields than the media is, than the public are, because we've only beaten him down for years. His evaluation coming out of the draft, or at least entering his final season, was a very favorable one. I would not be at all surprised if what Shefty is hearing is that there are teams around the sport that are looking at the opportunity to, to almost make to make him a franchise quarterback because they think he has the skill set where the public does not necessarily believe. Well, here's what I'll say. What do you think? Russell Wilson isn't going to Seattle. I mean, obviously, with all that history. So if there's one team you can cross off that list, it's Russell. It's it's Seattle for Russell Wilson. So that might make sense for them as well. So maybe Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Seattle. One more. Yeah, Minnesota. I, I think everything seems to point to them resigning Cousins. You think so? It? Isn't that what I feel like? That's what I'm hearing. He showed up at their playoff game shirtless and ringing a gong that or is whatever true. it is he was doing. Like, a, a it feels like a guy. No, it wasn't a gong. You're showing your age. What is reference. he blowing the, the whatever that, that big thing that they have, that, that loud thing that they have at their games? You ever covered a game in Minnesota? No, but I Oh, did. it's so loud. Oh, what a headache you could get from that and thing. And pneumonia, apparently. I, that was the Super Bowl. That wasn't a Vikings game. Well, they weren't blowing that thing at the Vikings game. <laughs> what difference does it make who's playing? No, it Your matters. lungs didn't know that. No, but they, because A, the regular season games aren't in February, and B, the thing I'm talking about is that thing they go, they have that, you like, know what I'm talking that, about. Um, skywalk there, right? Like they, they connect buildings highly? In the city, not the stadium. Right, okay. Yeah, the city has that. It's called a yaller horn. A yaller horn. Really? That's yes. what it's called? Yeah, it's spelled 
G-J-A-L-L-A-R horn. It's very loud. What's the yeah. language of origin? There? I've covered a lot of games Norse. there. It must it's be Norse. Yeah, Got to be something the Vikings used. And 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 it is. Uh, it's very loud. And I've, I I covered the Bears, so I covered a and bunch of games a, in Minnesota. Thirteenth century creation. Yeah. You should know this. You know what? Today is Wednesday. It is General Knowledge Wednesday. It's good for General Knowledge Wednesday. We're back at a flash on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. I have a question. So Brandon's having a tough day. We love Brandon Phillips, our stage manager. When we were doing the questions about which coach wound up winning two Super Bowls as an underdog, he guessed Nolan, um, which is neither the first nor last name of any Super Bowl coach. Uh, I, I, <laughs> he's now claiming that it was autocorrected from Noel. I don't think so. Um, but one way or another, I'm, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But, Baba, he just texted the word <laughs> Nolan to Hembo, mm. which – it, it doesn't do anything. It literally doesn't satisfy any part of the question. Yeah. But anyway, so so many days. You also guessed Sean yeah, you, Alexander earlier. You missed yeah. the best one. That's the, that was the worst part. Yeah. So Nolan was his best guest today. <laughs> but anyway, so many days here, he and I get lunch together. And we have a nice little routine. He orders it. I, I text him what I want. He orders it. He handles paying for his and mine. And then I zell him back the money. We've been doing this forever. Right? I mean, forever. Today, he, 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 he sends me a check for $21.05. So my question is, A, should he have just said it was 21 bucks? B, should he have said it was 22 bucks? C, should I sell him 2105 or $22? What, what is the correct etiquette in a situation like this? Bubba, you're the expert here. I think it's A, but what do you think? What was A? I don't even remember how I categorized A it. A was 21 flat. I should just send him 21 flat? No, that's what he should have requested. Right, because I can't, I can't say to him, because I always round it up. Like, there are days when it's like 28 bucks, I'll send him 30, right? I mean, I do that all the time. Oh, but so if that's the case, then... I do that all the time. But so the point is, I, when I looked at it, I thought, you could have just you, said $21. you tipping him? Or you could have said, no, I just, like, it's an easy number. You just send round numbers. Like, whoever sent anyone $28? Like, you send someone $30. I so, mean, whatever. So, you, so you, for $21.05, are you saying that you should round up to 25 No, I rounded it to 22 I didn't know what else to do, so I rounded it up to 22 <laughs> The nearest whole dollar. I would have probably sent 25 but I was put off by the 05 it I'm is not going to lie It is you. off-putting. Yeah. Why, why are you giving me that look? What, what is it? Can you, of course you can get on the mic. What do you mean, can I, I, I get that, on the mic? There's an open mic here. This is your studio. And he always just talks like he's on the I know. air. You, normally, and it's not. You, normally you just talk to us and no one like, can hear you. This is a radio show. So go yeah. ahead. It's an audio medium. Yeah. It is. Explain yourself. I shall. So what, what is the explanation? So here it is. Take your um, time. Yeah, we're not I, on the air I, or anything. I, <laughs> don't rush. <laughs> I always take a screenshot or a picture of what I'm sending you. Correct. And then I put that, I, I text. I text you the exact amount. Right. I've been doing this for many, many months. 
So why should I deviate now? Because usually I feel like it's like 2790. Usually? The 05. I'm going to go back through all of your texts to me. So you're saying it's usually more than 50 cents? No, that's what he's trying to infer, but he's he's wrong. So Brandon, every time you've always just texted texted the exact amount. Whatever it is. The last time it was 20. Last time you wrote to me. And I send him a picture of the receipt as well because I'm an upstanding guy. But I don't look at the receipt. I don't know that. I don't know that. Well, the last one you just wrote $28. No, I sent you a picture as well. You, you, you sent me the picture, but I don't look at the picture. I just look at I don't the know that, dollars and I believe you. You think I don't believe you? You think no, I think you're I, stealing I, I, from I, me? All I'm saying is I don't know that, so I send it Hembo, as, as verified proof. If I ask you to go get me something, yeah. and you go get it, and I'm going to pay you back for it, would you feel obligated to bring me the receipt? No, I'm not filing an expense report. That's but exactly. you know, you and Hembo have a closer relationship than you and I, so I don't know. What, what are you talking are you about? Saying? You do. I've known you we for spend six four hours years. A, a, a day together, all of us. All I, think, us. I consider us friends. Yes, but there when is... When I had a party, you were invited. There's a spectrum. There's a spe- were you or were you not invited to my party? No. What are you trying to remember? Wait, wait. Which, no, no, no. Which party? The big, the, the big party I had. For I was not invited here. to the Jets thing and the sleepover. I certainly was not invited to that. <laughs> and I would have loved to have gone because I'm a huge Jets fan. Certainly not invited <laughs> to that. And I carried that with me, but I didn't say anything greeny. <laughs> oh, so this is... Right? Bubba this was is, no, invited, so take but that, Brandon was Put wasn't. that one in your pipe and smoke. Frankie Brandon. <laughs> That's pretty well played. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. There were some... There were some... I did not mean to do it. There were some damaged feelings. That one did come about by accident. The genesis of... The Jets opening night party was as follows. Damian Woody. So our schedule for that Tuesday was was like a regular Tuesday crew. It was going to be like RG3 and and and, and Neek and Dan Graziano. We didn't have anyone who had and like Bubba. a Jets connection. No, no. Bubba was not invited. This is before. <laughs> no, oh, no. OK. This is we, the very beginning. OK. Like the okay week okay. before. Gotcha. John Fink Fink, our CP, tells me this is who we have coming in Tuesday. Now, we don't know that. Aaron Rodgers is going to get out for the season. And for this was like the we spent so much time building up to that game. That Tuesday, we knew was going to be one of the highest rated shows ever. And we were going to be walled. I'll let you finish your story, but I know why you didn't invite me. Whatever happens. Anyway, (laughs) the point of the story is I say we need Damian Woody. He's got a Jets connection. We need D Wood. So I I call up D Wood and I say, D Wood, can you come do the show? Now, he lives out in New Jersey. The late night, Monday night, he's got to come quick turnaround. I said to him, if you'd like, you can stay over my apartment. We'll watch the game together on Monday. You can stay over. So he agrees to do that. The next thing you know, it starts turning into a little bit of a, of a thing. So Graziano comes, Dominique comes, and then Bubba hears about it, and he's like, why am I not invited? So he comes. So that's what wound up happening, Brandon. Right. Now, why do you think you weren't invited? Because I wanted Gardner Minshew, and you hated that. And therefore, you... <laughs> But I saved your life when Aaron was here. You have to admit, when Aaron (laughs) is here, Aaron is here to do McAfee. And Brandon's job is he's got to walk over to Aaron and say, Aaron, they're ready for you now. Can you please follow me into the studio? And I'm standing right there talking to Aaron. And all I had to do was say, hey, just so you know, Aaron, this guy was campaigning for the Jets to get Gardner Minshew instead of you. He might have hit you. I think that's a possibility. (laughs) So I saved you on that one. So let's call it even. No, you might have saved him. I'm not letting anyone hit me. No, no, Brandon. <laughs> let's not pretend that's not true. Because after that interaction, the next day, without you don't even know, you don't even know this. Yeah. He came up to me and said, "I really thought Greeny was going to out me." I yeah, did. Like he did. I really you did. really did. I, I, I honestly, did. I did. Because we're friends. Friends. I, I sent you twenty two dollars. But you know what? Hembo didn't think so because Hembo is better friends with Greeny than I am. I wouldn't say that. 
He's more important to me. I mean, I, ne- I need him more, but I definitely enjoy you more. <laughs> there's no, there's no comparison. I'm older, but he's got how's an older your, soul. How are your research skills? We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio, or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.